0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Michael Penica, board member of the Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club, and we're talking about the recent rodeo and also about the saddle club. Michael, welcome to the program.
1: Well, thank you, Gary. Thanks for you know having me on the air today, and it's a pleasure being here and. Uh... Really appreciate you taking the opportunity
0: let's talk a bit about you. How long have you been in the area well, What is your interest in the uh, saddle Club? What was your interest in the saddle Club
1: originally? Our interest in the saddle Club you know, my wife and I moved here about two years ago and you know small town in America. so uh, we had had a ranch in in Cal-Ann Yoder for a number of years. Then I started a financial practice as I was making a transition and eventually retiring from the Air Force. So we stayed in Colorado Springs for a number of years building our business, and now we've got more options. So we wanted to come back again to rural America. So when we came back, we, we noticed that there was a saddle club, and we were interested in it and you know, trying to figure out what do they do. And did our research. We were amazed in terms of the activities that that the saddle club does for our community, for the Custer County community, Wet Mountain, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a bit about the uh, Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club when was it formed? How long has it been
1: around? you know there 's some interesting, rich history there, you know, as I was doing some research, and I do have to, I do have to give credit to Scott Camper and several others that are on the board and associated. Scott is our current president, and also uh, Julie Latesto Smith is our vice president so it turns out the saddle Club can have its roots back to what 's called the Rodeo Association, the Custer County Rodeo Association and It was formed by uh, b c Briggs back in one thousand nine hundred and twenty nine if you can imagine that. <laughs> And then, you know, it went on for a number of years. But in May of 1946, the Saddle Club was actually uh, founded and formed. And Olin Camper, who is uh, related, part of the Camper family, actually was elected the first president. So in 1948, the uh, Rodeo Association transferred the land to the Saddle Club at that point. And that's when the organization started to build.
0: In addition to the rodeo, what other activities does the uh, Saddle Club support?
1: Yeah, good question, uh, uh, Gary. You know, the Saddle Club really is a non- it's a nonprofit registered as a nonprofit, but it also has a member component to it, and that member component allows people to buy membership into this into the Saddle Club either yearly or lifetime, and it's also for individuals and members and families. Businesses can also get associated with it too. So as part of that, you could bring your horses to the facility. You could ride them there if you like. You could have social gatherings. We organize our riding trips, trail uh, riding trips. The rodeo is part of that, obviously. Jinsama is it, is part of that. There is also country strong youth. That's a big you know a big component in terms of how we can actually uh, teach and train and educate you know our youngsters. Um, yeah, you know, to bring our tradition forward, the Western tradition. So, lots and lots of stuff. If if people are interested in in rural America, agriculture, ranching, and everything associated with that.
0: Okay. Now, like many organizations in town, you're run by a board. How many folks are on the board these days?
1: We currently have 11 board members in that's various a big, capacities. That's a big organization. And that's and that does include our uh, our officers, and I think we have two alternates also, if I'm not mistaken. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Scott Camper, who's been in this, his family's been in this uh, valley for generations, is the current president. Uh, Julie Letesto-Smith is a vice president. And there are many others. I don't want to miss out on anybody, but those are the two, you know, president and vice president. Okay. It sounds like a committed board. What draws them together? What's the common thread? The common thread, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, is that there is a passion for rural America, for ranching, agriculture, the things that really made our country great, and obviously the western region of our great country. I'll never forget our western history and the things that made our country great. You know, Gary, there's so many people that go to the grocery store every day. They truly do not understand where their food comes from. <laughs> and if it wasn't for our farmers and ranchers, you know, in rural America, this country would, would not have the abundant food supply it does. And we still feed the world
0: let 's talk a bit about the rodeo. How far does that go back?
1: You know the rodeo actually goes back a number of years again I have to thank I have to thank scott he He gave me some historical documents that his family actually wrote. There was actually a journal, and I had the opportunity to look through some of the pages and uh, you know, There was some advertising in there that I thought was very, very interesting. You know I saw an ad in there that uh, the first rodeo was actually June of 1947. Hmm. And uh, it was just a small ad in a local newspaper. But, uh, you know, that's what we can trace it back to. Now, there were organized rodeos or maybe not you know, not even published because many of the people that actually formed the club and, and prior to that the Rodeo Association wanted to race their horses. They wanted to test their skills with regard to team roping, uh, you know, roping cattle, doing all the things, again, that are... That a rancher would have to do in order to keep his livestock healthy, mm-hmm. Michael. This looked to be quite a successful year, and just in terms of numbers, we had a spectacular year. It was tremendous. We don't have a formal process to record every person that comes in. We don't have these turnstiles and whatnot that major, you know, sports complexes have. But I can just tell you, if you just did a visual and you look at the at the revenue, and we're still going through the numbers on that. You know, since we are a nonprofit organization, we don't. We don't have a huge staff, but it was it was tremendous. We had standing room only on most nights. And when you consider that we put in huge bleacher uh, component on the east side, which is probably going to seat anywhere from 15 to, you know, maybe 1650, and that was at capacity, the west side was at capacity, and people were still standing up, we're very pleased. So this year we did a ranch rodeo, and ranch rodeos are are not PRCa sanctioned, if you will. So the PRCa, as you know, is headquartered in Colorado Springs. It's the Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association, but they are a bunch of fun, as you you know, as you saw. The reason is is because the events, you know, some of the events that are actually in a ranch rodeo you won't see in a PCRA, and it's it's really to replicate uh, the skills that a rancher. A cowboy or and cowgirl would actually do on their ranches in order to be able to take care of their livestock. There's also some some fun stuff that goes involved in there too. Sometimes we'll, you know, they'll throw in, um, you know, the wild cow milking, um, you know, just to you know make it interesting, or you know, you do a potato race or something like that. But I think, in my opinion, it was uh, very well accepted based on the feedback that we got.
0: And the PRCA cowboys that come in. Uh, from where do they hail how far do they travel
1: PRCA cowboys live an interesting life I have had a chance to meet several of them and really learn their you know their life you know they typically come from uh, nearby rodeos for us with our rodeo or stampede we call it a lot of them come from Colorado Springs but that's not to say it's only Colorado Springs it could be Wyoming it could be Utah some of the neighboring states if they can typically get here within a day Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be here. The nice thing about us is that since Colorado Springs Pike Speaker Bus Rodeo is the same week, it gives us the opportunity, it gives them the opportunity to be able to come here and also compete during the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only 85 miles down the road. Uh, that makes sense.
0: You put on something like this, you always learn things. Uh, what did you learn this year? What were the biggest surprises?
1: The biggest surprise, I think, for us was the response that we received, the attendance, you know, that was huge. When you sit on a board and you you have a new initiative, you always wonder, is this going to work? You know, are we doing the right thing? And you can do your analysis, you can do your spreadsheets, but at the end of the day, I think the execution of it is probably more than anything else. So we were just absolutely flabbergasted with the amount of attendance that we received this year.
0: What are the plans for the future?
1: You know, we want to make this better. We think that there's a lot of capacity here in Westcliff, also Wet Mountain Valley. You know, we think we can grow the rodeo over a number of years just, you know, with constant improvement. We can add events. We can make this a destination where people want to come. And by the way, again, you know, we don't have numbers on this. We don't track it. But all these people coming here, including the locals, you know, they shop here. They buy, you know, they buy supper. They buy meals. They, you know, lodging, you know, by the way, you couldn't get a room mm-hmm. in town during that time you know, during this period of time. Just think about tax receipts that this brings in for the town.
0: And if you look at all the events that go on through the summer, that is repeated with not being able to get a room, people coming in, doing shopping, and that sort of thing. But your organization really brought in a lot of folks, I know. Thank you. Thank you. So if someone out there in Radioland was interested in getting more information, perhaps they're thinking, hey, I could be part of this. How would they best connect?
1: We're a volunteer organization, just like any other nonprofit here. So I would encourage them to reach out. You know, reach out to me. Reach out to a board member. Our website is www.wmvsc.com. So, you know, I'd, I'd encourage people to, you know, check us out. Look at our history. Look at uh, at what we're doing for the community. Look at what we're doing for Western heritage and the agriculture, you know, ranch community and the education that this is going to give our generation so that we can further our, our heritage and, and also at the same time, you know, preserve it.
0: I'm sure folks are starting to plan next year's rodeo already. That's the way these things work. But what else is coming up for the Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club?
1: We have several meetings that are scheduled and what we're going to be doing is a final s- scrub in terms of, you know, what what went right, what areas do we need to improve on and what do we want to do for next year? So I would say lots of planning is, it is going to take place. It's, going to, it's actually going to take place earlier this year than it did last year, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big plus. But uh, we have some exciting ideas and some brainstorming that we've already done. I, I can just go back over my emails and some of the conversations that I've had. I think you're going to see some exciting stuff for uh, 2024. Okay, that sounds good. Any
0: final thoughts about the rodeo or about the Wetmont Valley Saddle Club for folks?
1: Yeah, thank you. So being a nonprofit, I'll you know, I'll make my pitch. Uh, you know, we do accept donations. As I mentioned to you, we're a member organization. So if you feel strongly about educating, preserving Western history, helping out with rural America, agriculture, ours would be one of the organizations that I'd ask people to take a serious look at. And if they can find it in their hearts to uh, write a check, we would certainly appreciate that. Uh, everything that we do is based on the revenue that we can generate and also the uh, donations that we receive.
0: Great. Uh, one more time for that website.
1: Yeah, the website again is uh, www.wmvsc.com. So and obviously that stands for Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club. Great. Thanks for that. Michael, thanks for stopping by today. Thank you, Gary, and I I really appreciate we really appreciate what the radio station does for our community. You're a great resource for communication. We love the newsletter that you guys put out on a daily basis so that we know what's going on in the community and also the Wet Mountain. So, you know, thank you so much for what you do. Thanks for mentioning
0: that. We've been visiting with Michael Pinnica, board member of the Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club, and we've been talking about the recent rodeo as well as Wet Mountain Valley Saddle Club. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with
1: my
0: feet on solid ground. I'm walking
1: on a